I tell you what, in terms of a birth control device, I kind of like the sitting in a hot tub right. every night. Uh, yeah, that's, that sounds much. It sounds. That sounds like a great way to go. Yeah, yeah. This is how we're gonna uh, keep from having kids. I'm William. I'm Dave. Dave is my pastor. Willie is a hospice chaplain. And we've been friends for more than 20 years. We've had thousands of conversations about things that matter and things that don't. So now we're inviting you to join in. Each week we pull a topic out of the hopper and talk about it. This is the Hopper Podcast. Uh, Willie, what's better, Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings? Uh, that's a great question. I like them both, but I, I, I think Lord of the Rings is better. Why? I think that it's a much richer world, and there are fewer uh, plot holes and that kind of thing in Lord of the Rings. Really? Yeah, yeah. Although, that's saying something, because I really love Harry Potter a whole lot, and I, as you know, I've, I've lectured quite a bit and at significant length on how much I love Harry Potter, yeah. Hey, do you think kids that read Harry Potter are going to get into witchcraft? Uh, I have not known any that have. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, briefly tell us about Harry Potter. Well, what do you want to know? What, well, I know you, you've, you've studied a lot of the imagery there. Yeah, right? I have. Um, and she's a, she's a believer, she correct? She is, that's right. As far as we know. A Presbyterian fact. Yep. And so a lot of people um, don't like Harry Potter because of the witchcraft thing who are more conservative. Okay. Mm-hmm. Pull them away out of, that, uh, out of that. Yeah, so that was a really common thing at the very beginning of, of uh the Harry Potter series, but then by the time the final book came out, it's hard to say that it's witch, it's witchcraft. And I say that because of the the incredible Christ imagery yeah. that is absolutely clear. I think it's even stronger than language in the wardrobe from C.S. Lewis, but mm-hmm. it's along those lines. She's definitely a Christian and has said in multiple interviews that this is the story of the Christian faith. The story of right. Harry Potter is the story of Christian faith. And at the very end, when Harry Potter um, goes and voluntarily gives his life over to the evil Lord Voldemort and finds himself at the King's Cross mm-hmm. at the climax of the series and then is resurrected again, uh, it, it's hard to deny what's going on there. Right. Um, and she writes so intentionally so that Every name, you can go through every name of every character in the book, and it has very strong significance. And then she's using medieval medieval imagery. Her her master's degree is in medieval literature. Mm-hmm. Her The medieval imagery that she's using, um, she's using Christ figures um, in the way that medieval literature and tapestry and art used to use them um, in ways that are absolutely in line with Scripture. And I mm-hmm. could give many, many examples off the top of my head of that. Right. Yeah, I'm in agreement with you. I've I've read all the books. We yeah. watched all the movies yeah, as a family, yeah. and um, and that, and I'm just not. Um, I, I don't think that you can you can catch witch, witchcraft or or um, being reading a story about it is uh, not gonna. You're not dabbling with it, or yeah. In researching the books, um, I, and and not so I've enjoyed them, but also then I've done a lot of research with them. I have uh, run across articles of people who were actually Wiccan, actual witches and wizards. Mm-hmm that have uh, complained about the books. They actually hate the books because yeah. they think that uh, it gives people um, a, a skewed view of what uh, Wicca really is about. Uh-huh. Yeah, they, they really don't like... They're fun to read, but they say, please don't 
So people have tried. Actually, I've read reports of people saying, oh, if this was what a witch is, then I want to go and join a local coven to become a witch. And they go and they're like, oh, wait, this is not what I was interested in. (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) This isn't storybook. This is not, uh, I I wanted to be Hermione, and this is not that. So, (laughs) and, and, I have not been able to find a single person who has been turned into sorcery or to um, just nothing. On the other hand, I've known lots and lots of people that this has inspired uh, their faith in Jesus Christ. Interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very good. Yeah. Well, all right. So let's talk about something else. Uh, Sure. I want to talk about IUDs. Is this related to our topic that we did about abortions? Uh, it is maybe a little bit, a, it, kind yeah. of a follow up. Yes, bit. there's there's uh, there are some devices and things that are uh, more abortive, yeah. and birth control than others, and right. and then in vitro has a few issues. We're going to talk about those things. Okay, um, the, let's do it. Yeah, so some people are trying to get pregnant, right? Sure, and they sure. they're seeking fertility, and others yeah. are trying to prevent pregnancy mm-hmm. that's not at the mm-hmm. right time for them, and so forth. Yeah, um, you know, do you know the old way that people used to do this before we had birth control devices and pills? You mean to all? prevent pregnancy? Yes, or, or try to, or try to. Well, I know yeah. the way to try to have kids. I know the old way of trying to have kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's it's a really old way. <laughs> yeah, they. Um, well, there's there's a there's a method called charting. Oh, um, I see. And, I see yeah. what you mean. Yes, yes, and yes. It has other there are other names for it. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but basically, it's understanding for that now. I'm sure there is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, understanding the female cycle. Yeah, and when she's fertile. Uh huh. And Taking you either temperature and all those things. Yep, temperatures mm-hmm. is involved, and um, uh, other things they need to check that we don't need sure. to talk about. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> um, and uh, and just knowing what's going on with your body. Yes, right. Yes, yes. Um, and so if you pay close attention to that, you know when you're ovulating. Right. And you can either avoid sex mm-hmm. to not get pregnant, or you can try to have sex in, in order to, to... To get pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's called charting and understanding the cycle. And um, a little bit of the cycle, I don't want to go into great detail, but there are, there are hormones that are released... Um, when other hormones are low, okay. when estrogen yeah. and progesterone are low, there are the couple of hormones that are released that, that oh, develop yeah. a follicle, uh-huh. develop the egg and, um, release it. Yeah. Um, and it travels down the fallopian tube and it's in the fallopian tube on its way to the uterus where it would encounter sperm if that were present oh, I see. and be fertilized into what I've called in that other episode, a genetic individual, right, like right, an, right, an right. embryo. It, yes. it's a, human DNA is complete. You have a... Uh, a baby that will develop from this embryo. Right. Um, right. You have a, a genetic individual, a human. Um, and then, uh, and then it travels into the it travels uterus. into the uterus, yep. and it will implant on the wall of the uterus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there are uh, so estrogen has surged and kind of helped promote um, the thickening of that wall yep. and the preparation to nurture a baby okay. in the uterus. Um, and then the the follicle that released the egg turns into its own structure called a corpus luteum, and that releases progesterone, which is the other kind of pregnancy okay. hormone. Yeah, and that that like maintains support for the uterus that and 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 prevents you from ovulating. Yeah, uh, again. Right. Okay. So you, you don't want to be ovulating when you 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 already have a baby. Right. 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 So it. it the the whole design works really well. It is a yeah. cycle, right? Mm-hmm. And and if um if there is no implantation, uh, so that the part of the baby would actually begin to release progesterone as the corpus luteum degenerates. Mm-hmm. If there is no baby, 
the corpus luteum degenerates and the progesterone and estrogen levels go down mm. and that prompts those other hormones, follicle stimulating hormone and luteinizing hormone to be mm-hmm. released to move you towards ovulation again. So, you know, it's like once a month or so, yeah. there's this opportunity to get pregnant. Yeah. The rest of the time, uh, not so much. Yeah. It's complicated. <laughs> it's complicated by the fact that sperm can survive inside a woman's body for a number of days. Oh, is that right? It, yeah. Okay. So if you have sex a number of days before ovulation mm-hmm. um, and a short period of time after ovulation, uh, the egg doesn't doesn't last long. But mm. uh, there, there, in other words, there's a window there. There's a window, sure. Yeah. So, you you know, charting is, is not uh, guaranteed, but lots of people throughout history have have sought children or tried to prevent children in this in this way. Sure, 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 Just sure. knowing the cycle, knowing the temperature changes, knowing yep. the mucus changes, knowing their body and what's going on. And now you can just look on an app. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> because all of our information now is in a device. Um, Everything it's, it's like about me is on my phone, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when you're, when you're thinking about um, uh, fertility or birth control, let's start with birth control. Yeah. Um, there are some things that uh, people need to know that they don't know. And this was kind of surprising to me when I was going to the uh, the Presbytery Committee when I transferred here, and they asked me questions about my views, and yeah. Yeah. Uh, they asked me questions about birth control, uh-huh. and I mentioned IUDs. Okay. And they were surprised mm. at my view that I don't like IUDs, mm-hmm. and they didn't understand why, and some of them opened their laptop and read some of the information that's available on them now, yeah. which in some cases can be misleading. Okay. Um, certain websites will tell you what they want you to hear. Sure. Um, I mean, you know sure. that. I mean, people in any know. sort of political. This, this Correct. Gets into it. Are, are we talking about abortion or not talking about abortion? And then that immediately gets into people with political agendas. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So you got to be careful. Yeah. So then they were on saying, one well, side and the other, both. What are you gonna, you know, say to to women who have this or what? Yeah. Uh, you know, they they had lots of follow up questions, but um, they said, well, this is your view, and I was thinking, well, I maybe maybe you don't know what's happening with an IUD, and I thought. Uh, if if the if the pastoral level doesn't yeah. know what IUDs are about, probably not a lot of people do. Yeah, I, honestly, I'm not sure exactly yeah. either. So I thought we would talk about that for a minute. Okay, sure. Um, so back in the day when they first came out, mm-hmm. the standard IUD was plastic, and it's a little T structure with like a little tail. Okay. Um, it has to be implanted by a doctor. Okay. I think now there are certain nurses that will do it. Okay. Um, and it goes into the uterus. Okay. So they got to open your cervix a little bit, and they got to get this device up into your uterus. Yeah. The way that it prevents birth is that it so agitates the lining mm-hmm. of the uterus mm-hmm. that implantation fails. Oh. So it's an abortive device. Yeah. So you got an, an egg that's fertilized in the fallopian tube. Right. That travels then. You got a genetic individual that travels and tries to get implanted. On the uterine wall, but it's not able to because of this IUD. Yes. It, yeah. it has so inflamed the uterus that implantation is not going to work. Um, and so that means that this genetic individual is then um, aborted, yeah. uh, sent off into a period. Right. And, um, and so that's why I'm, I'm opposed to that. Yeah. And, if, yeah. if, and we should re- refer to our episode on abortion. Yes. Um, because that, that was a, a pretty comprehensive take on abortion. It was. And if you haven't listened to that one, uh, we are against abortion, but probably not in the way you think we are. Hmm. So go back and... Does that, does that sound fair? Yeah, I think that's fair. And it's one of our most popular episodes. 
And it's been downloaded a lot of times because people have found it so helpful. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't want genetic individuals being destroyed. That's Correct. our view. Correct. Um, and uh, so now this has changed. Uh, they've started putting hormones into these devices. So you know how the pill works. The pill is uh, yeah. is mimicking progesterone, right. which then tells the body not to ovulate. Right. It's telling them, oh, you're already pregnant. Right. Um, so so don't release any more eggs. Right. Right. And so if you take the pill, um, you're typically not ovulating. Right. A couple things about the pill I've I've found out recently. It also, um, if you do happen to ovulate, it also has a backup measure, um, and that it is not friendly for implantation either. Hmm. You know, I did not know that back mm. when we were using yeah, the pill. Yeah, I didn't know that when we were using it. Um, and hopefully we just didn't, uh, there was no ovulation. That, that's, that's its primary purpose. Sure. But it does have that uh, result as well. It kind of... Um, I wonder um, how often that happens. If that's I a, do too, because uh, that's concerning. It, it is concerning. And, yeah. and it would make a huge difference if it happens a lot or if it happens, you know, hardly ever. One in a billion times. Yeah. It's But theoretically it's possible. So there are lots of natural pregnancies that don't implant. Well, that's true. Um, that's true. Or there's some a genetic problem. And so there are a lot of um, natural abortions. Yeah. Um, and in some cases, those are real mercies, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, uh, I, the last I heard was like 40, 50% of, of pregnancies. Wow. Yeah. Are naturally. I didn't know it was that many. I know it was a lot. Um, it's hard for me to know what to do with that. Yeah. Um, but I yeah. certainly don't want to try to end the life of a genetic individual. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or do um, something that I know is going to end the life of a genetic genetic individual. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So as of right now, I'm still, uh, you know, that's something for me to think about as far as my view of the pill. Because we use the pill, and I tell people it's okay to use the pill. They, they now have implants and patches that are similar in the, in the hormone therapy mm-hmm. to prevent pregnancy. Yeah. But I don't want the abortive piece, right? So that's right, something right. I'm going to look into. Uh, but so anyway, the, the IUDs now started using these hormones. Mm-hmm. And so the idea is that uh, it's, hope, it's helping to prevent ovulation, but it also chemically um, helps prevent implantation right. while it's still doing its age-old purpose of uh-huh. irritating the lining and preventing implantation anyway. Yeah. So, they're, so now they're being advertised as sort of like the pill, Okay. Um, but I don't think the medicine is quite as strong as the pill. Oh, I see. Because it's, it's not... It may have fewer side effects then. It, yes, it may have fewer side effects, um, but it, it may also allow ovulation oh, I see. and fertilization, but not implantation. Right. So you have to be really careful thinking about using an IUD if mm-hmm. you care about aborting a, you know, a baby. Absolutely. Um, and then I've recently... They have a copper uh, IUD. Okay. By the way, I should tell you, IUD means intrauterine device. It's just this little piece of plastic. It's a device now, that goes inside your inside uterus. The, yeah. And so it, it's made of copper, and apparently sperm and copper don't like each other. Uh, and so they've done studies on this, and one of the things that uh, it does is it, it, uh, it acts like a natural spermicide. It okay. kind of harms the their sperm. motility yeah. okay. and their, their longevity. I see. And so it's kind of helping prevent fertilization. Yeah. And if that's the case, if that if it was 100% in that direction, I would be okay with that. Sure, 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 sure. Um, but again, it is an IUD, and its main purpose was to prevent implantation. Yeah. Uh, so again, I think people need to be aware, and they need to be careful, and they need to be very thoughtful, maybe do some research. Absolutely. Um, there are risks 
with this. There, you mm-hmm. can you can perforate the the lining of your uterus. Yeah, with it, um, copper. I mean, that's a metal. Yeah, that sounds yeah, it, there's, painful there's a and or dangerous. Very low but low really risk know. of like a toxicity from the copper, but okay. it's there. Um, another thing is it, it, the the device can become embedded in the endometrium, the lining Ooh. of the uterus. Yeah. And then yeah. we require like surgery to get it out. Mm. You know, because the, the lining is agitated. Yeah. It's swollen. You can get uh, pelvic inflammatory disease wow. from it. Wow. Um, and it can just kind of get stuck in there. Yeah. Um, so it, the, the probably the biggest risk is infection. Okay. Because you're entering the, the uterus and there's, you know, it's a closed environment inside your body and right. there's an outside device that's been put in there. Yeah. That can cause an infection. Um, and of course, there are other birth control methods that are non-abortive entirely, right? Yes. Like a condom. Yes. Um, charting for sure. Uh, yes. Although that's that's riskier business. Sure. Because um, the the cycle may change on it you. It changes sometimes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and any hormone that that effectively prevents um, ovulation. So those are much better options. Yes, I would say so. The thing about the IUD is that the copper can last like 12 years. Wow. And some people will get that and then they don't have to think or worry about it. But but how many how many genetic individuals, how many babies were lost? We just, you know, how do we yeah. know that? Mm. They, they started trying to um, uh, study this. How many eggs, they, they, they call them reclaiming eggs or, you know, charting okay. eggs. Yeah. How many eggs are coming out? in the uh, administration and so forth. Um, and are, have they been fertilized or not? Yeah. And studies have shown that a copper IUD, there are, there are many more eggs that are not fertilized. Mm. So it, the, the copper is doing something. Okay. But there still are some that, yeah. that yeah. failed to be implanted. And so that you had a, there's a baby there. Yeah. Or, yeah. You know. Um, there, now, so that's birth control, right? Yeah. But, okay. um, Let's talk a little bit more about fertility. Okay. Trying to have babies. Yes. Um, because there's a few issues there as well. Okay. And I just, um, I think it's worth talking about. Sure. Uh, lots of people are, are trying to have babies or trying to prevent having babies. Uh, there's a medicine, typically Clomid is the name you hear, that helps stimulate ovulation. Um, that is fine with me. I'm, I'm perfectly happy for that. We probably okay. would have started using that in our infertility struggle. Um uh, but the Lord uh, saw fit to give me twin babies at yeah. my prayer request. Um, thank you for that, because uh, that's that's been a great blessing. But yeah. Clomid was probably step one for us, um, and then making sure that that uh, the man is doing all he can do to make sure his sperm are viable. Mm. Uh, if you're sitting in a hot tub every week, you're not gonna right. That's not you're good. not gonna yeah you're not gonna impregnate anybody. Yeah. Um, you know that's that's why they're uh, they're hanging away from your body is for temperature reasons, right? Temperature reasons. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. And it's it gets cold and you yeah, know, what, what happens there? But I tell you what, in terms of a birth control device, I kind of like the sitting in a hot tub right. every night. Uh, yeah, that's, that sounds much. It sounds that sounds like a great way to go. Yeah, yeah. This is how we're gonna uh, keep from having kids. And and I uh, we actually have a mutual friend who I'm not going to say their name, but but that was using that technique. Is that right? Yeah, I didn't know yeah. that. Um, so there you go. He never invited me over to his house for, to go in the hot tub. <laughs> well, maybe they were busy after they were in the hot tub. I don't know. <laughs> maybe you weren't welcome. Um, um, maybe yeah. not. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So Clomid, the problem there, or the potential problem is that you may release a number of eggs because <clears throat> it so stimulates ovulation. 
And then people, uh, doctors will call uh, this a, a reduction. All where they right. want to maybe they want to yeah. go in there and fish a few of those embryos out yeah. because you know uh, the more babies you have the higher risks in almost every category yeah. you know yeah. we had twins uh, naturally no clomid but um, they the, the, everything's at a higher risk yeah. with twins well yeah. what if you what if you have four kids in there oh, yeah. um, it's it's you know the, yeah exponentially yeah, yeah it goes up and up and so uh, that's that's one step of fertility, and okay. I would I, that I would that I would participate in, but sure. refuse reductions. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do that. Um, but then there's uh, IVF, and you know a little bit about, about IVF. Yeah? I do. Yeah. Um, so you know, IVF is in vitro fertilization, um, and this is where they they take they harvest a woman's eggs. She's having trouble getting pregnant, so they're going to take those eggs and they're going to manually. Um, uh, provide the sperm, inject right. the egg That's with right. the gamete so that you have a genetic individual. You have an embryo now. Then they're going to put those embryos inside the woman's uterus right? at the right time, you know, when, when her, they get her hormone levels right where they need to be. And so uh, there's, there's a lot of science involved. And they used to call them test tube test babies. Test tube babies, right. right. I remember that. Uh, and so a lot of people, even uh, a lot of Christians who are struggling to have a child, mm-hmm. will turn to IVF. The, there are several problems with it. One, it's really expensive. Very expensive. But some people feel like I'll pay anything to get to have a child. Um, right. And the other issue is that you often have frozen embryos or embryos that are not implanted. They, right. they, they get a number of them ready, and then they only use a certain amount. Right, right. Um, many of them fail to, to implant and, and grow and die off yes. uh, anyway. Uh, but some of them may implant, and it may be a bunch of them, yeah. and then they want to, again, reduce them. Right, right. And some people refuse to do the, the reduction, and, and that's I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think we should create genetic individuals and then yes. leave them in a freezer. Right. Now I've got a problem with that. Do you? Absolutely, I do. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's... Um, I don't know. I haven't looked into it too much, um, and that's not a route that... W- Catherine and I went down in terms of, of uh, and so I don't have a lot of personal experience with it, but I think that there are some places, some clinics or whatever, that are willing to be more or less um, compliant with that kind of request. Right. Right. That's good mm-hmm. uh, that 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 uh, parents can say, hey, I don't want to. That we're really concerned about this. Yeah. Because yeah, that's, yeah. that's a serious issue. Yeah. For sure. Um, and, you know, this is a, this topic is a, uh, it's an emotional one it for is. a lot of people. It is. Right? A lot of people have struggled with infertility yeah. um, or they've had an unwanted pregnancy yes. uh, and their life has been changed yes. and they've had to make tough decisions. Yes. Um, uh, people very, very much want to be parents. Mm-hmm. And when that is denied them, it is very painful. Yes. Um, and you and I both have experience with that. We do. Catherine and I have never felt like we needed to um, have a biological child. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's unique. It is. It's definitely unique uh, Mm -hmm. because most people really, really, really want that. Yeah. Well, it it has a lot to do, I think, with my growing up with my, uh, uh, the family of origin, where I have seven adopted brothers and sisters, um, and that my father was adopted, both of my grandmothers were adopted. And so we get a family picture on my side of the family, and most of the people are adopted. 
I'm not, but most of us are adopted. Fam- yeah. Adoption runs in my family, even though that's not genetically possible. Right. No, yeah. I got you. Yeah. And so when and Catherine came in and was in part, you know, when we were dating, a lot of our dates would be like we'd get one of my brothers or sisters or get a couple of them, a uh, group of them, and we'd go out to the playground and, you know, because we didn't have any money. So that was kind of a fun thing to do. And, uh, you know, it was helpful for my parents as well to get them out of the house, yeah. the little ones. And so she just got infected with that bug too. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, for us, uh, you know, adoption, before we were married and talked, you know, we talked about what, you know, what would be your dream for kids? What would be your dream for kids? A- adoption for both of us was, okay, let's do that first thing. Yeah. Um, but you, you've had your own struggles with infertility. Well, in the sense that we've never tried not to have children. Well, no, we have, but there was a long stretch where we were not trying not to have children. Yeah. Yeah. And it didn't happen. Yeah. Well, it didn't happen except for once and Mm -hmm. Catherine did get pregnant and then we lost that pregnancy. Yeah. And that was before we adopted our son. And I gotta say that was really, really hard. That was really, really hard. Um, we were so excited to have, you know, we weren't, like I said, we weren't looking to, to be biological parents. We had already um, uh, tried to adopt and it had some failed adoption, so to speak, um, mm-hmm. already. And then we found out she was pregnant and we were elated, elated that we were going to be parents. And uh, then she miscarried and it was, it was very hard. It was very yeah. devastating. And, uh, you know, that's something that I still grieve and struggle with to this day, even though it was many years ago, um, 10, 11 years ago, something like that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's something that um, there is a lot of talk and help, I suppose, for mothers who have lost their babies uh, in that way. And that's absolutely appropriate. Um, You know, Catherine had had a connection with this baby that, of course, I could not have as she uh, felt that in her body. Um, and and yet, there's almost nothing. There's almost nothing for, for men. Um, mm. And it was... Uh, when, when that happened, a lot of our friends came around her, and even our family came around her and really supported her, and just... I, I, I felt completely out in the cold, as if this had nothing to do with me whatsoever. And my grief and struggle and pain about it was um, not addressed or considered by anybody. And I didn't, mm. didn't even think about that because I was trying to focus so much on her. And it was, you know, how could I don't want to, I'm not trying to compete with her. I don't, right. I don't mean that at all. And it felt like I would have been competing if I had said, hey, wait, I'm also grieving. Right. I didn't want to do that. And so I just kind of stuffed my feelings away. But it's um, years later, I, um, I started thinking about that more and more. And. Yeah, kind of unpacking that grief. It was tough. It was really tough. This is a very um, painful thing um, that has happened to a lot of yep. folks. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. And uh, there are also lots of pregnancies that uh, we don't know about. Yes. Um, there's a good forty to fifty percent of pregnancies uh, that do not make it, mm-hmm. and so a lot of those are unknown. Mm-hmm. Um, you're just a few days late and then you have a rough period and there was, right. yeah, uh, an early miscarriage. Right. Right. Um, and in some of those cases there may be, uh, uh real mercies involved. Um, but this is a, uh, I think we had that, um, mm. 
and uh, we we didn't investigate it. She was about two weeks late and had all the signs of being pregnant and then had a really horrible period. Um, that is, uh, I think, hard and tragic, but it's also, it's so much worse when there is the expectation and the knowledge yeah. and the interaction. With, we, we had baby uh, yeah. clothes. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I was coming home with, and it, it, yeah. It's a different thing. Um, I, uh, Phil, do you know Phil Kagey? Do you know who that is? Mm -hmm. the, I sure the, do. The guitarist yeah. and uh, musician. Just absolutely amazing. Uh, one of the formative experiences of his life, early in his life, was a miscarriage. And he and his wife have written about it together. Um, that was very, very helpful to me. Uh, that book is called Losing You Too Soon, I think. Mm. Very, very helpful. Very emotional. Very, um, yeah, along those lines. One of the images that helped me the most... Um, was thinking that this child that we had uh, would be in the new heavens and the new earth, I believe, as a covenant child. And I don't, the scripture doesn't say this, but I imagine, and I think that this may be right, it, it sounds like God, although, I, you know, we don't know for sure, but that, that um, Catherine and I in some way would be able to raise this child in the new heavens and the new earth where there is no sin and no suffering and nothing wrong with the world. And to be able to to watch someone uh, grow up in that context is so much better than watching someone grow up and uh, see his or her heart broken for the first time. And knowing that pain, and there's nothing you can do to stop it. But growing up in the new heavens and new earth is going to be so much better and being able to guide them into what this life, life is like will be, you know, we won't make mistakes as parents and, you know, that kind of thing. I don't know if that's what's going to happen, but thinking about that has been very, very helpful to me. Hmm. That brings me to a, a separate question, but I w I'd like to, I'll just put that off for now. Um, you know, our struggle was, compared to others, um, short. Hmm. Some people deal with this for 10, 15 oh, yeah. Yeah, years. A uh, long, more. long time. And uh, the I did learn in quick order, though. I was very ready and very wanting uh, a, a child. And we were um, charting, you know, um, her cycle. We were doing everything we could to, to mm -hmm. make that happen. And mm -hmm. then the, the, the waiting, you know, the waiting in between when there's ovulation and then the waiting to see if it's, uh, you know, anything's happened and the mm -hmm. disappointment and then the waiting to try again and then the waiting and then mm -hmm. disappointment. Mm -hmm. and, and only a matter of months, I think we had just over a year of this where, um, you know, we, we were getting ready to go to the doctor, uh, to see what was going on. And, um, that was, uh, I was, I was embittered. Mm -hmm. I was really embittered. Mm -hmm. Um, and I really started thinking about birth control mm. as well, because we had used birth control for a number of years. Mm -hmm. And I think the reason that we were using birth control was was financial. Mm -hmm. Sure. And um, I really started feeling the weight of that. Mm -hmm. um, and this is where I, I was talking earlier about trying to make decisions about how far you'll go. Mm -hmm. um, I really even started to wonder about birth control. Mm. Now, I don't think it's wrong to use birth control, and I'm not, I would never tell my constituents or my, you know, the lay people in my church that there's something wrong with birth control. 
except that there can be something wrong with birth control. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. And your, um, your control of your universe, mm-hmm. and in that way, people play God mm-hmm. because they want to decide when everything in their life is going to fit in this mm-hmm. nice little package, mm-hmm. and you cannot assume that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't work that way mm-hmm. because we are not the sovereign. That's right. And I began to feel a real burden that I had meddled with his business yeah. for too long. Mm. And, uh, and I even had a season of repentance where I said, okay, well, if, if, if this is not going to happen for us, um, then I accept that. Yeah. Um, and that's, uh, that's a, that was a bleak place. Yeah. It was, a, it was definitely challenging. And I've talked to people who it's never happened for mm-hmm. and, uh, and they, some have adopt, adopted and some have not. Mm-hmm. And, um, my heart goes out to anyone struggling with that. Oh yeah. It's, um, it's very common, but very painful. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I can certainly understand, uh, using birth control, but I, I would say don't use an IUD. Um, oh Yeah. And I can certainly understand people fighting for fertility mm-hmm. and using Clomid and other things like that. But for me, I would not do IVF mm-hmm. um, in vitro. And, and both because uh, the, the risks involved, the money involved, and the, uh, like I said, it, for me, it's just it's a step too far. But I respect other people's decisions mm-hmm. as long as those embryos are not left to, to be in a freezer. Sure, 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 sure. Um, then I disagree with it. I think that's a real issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Well, um, I'm sure yeah. there are people who are listening who uh, uh, have gotten emotional thinking about their own story with this, mm-hmm. either struggling with infertility or uh, mm-hmm. miscarriages. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some people who have had three and four mm-hmm. miscarriages. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's heartbreaking every time. It is, yeah. Uh, and that that is uh, that is some serious pain and trauma. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, I just, my heart goes out to you and, um, I know that pain. Yeah. 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 Um, what would you say? What would you say pastorally at this moment? <laughs> you know, if it depends on whether somebody is and, you know, if someone is, if that if that situation is raw, I mean, I would just want to sit and cry with them. Mm-hmm. That's that's the, uh, and I, you know, telling my story just now, I, that's kind of where like it brings all that stuff up now, yeah. and I would just want to. You feel it? I feel it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I can also get back into the the theologian in me, um, and not everybody is ready for this, and I haven't been for a lot of my time, but. But I'm also a theologian and teacher, and here I am speaking, and I can't be with people who are listening on this podcast. I can't be with them physically. And we don't even know who's listening. We don't even know who's listening. Yeah. So um, so are there lessons? There are, but there's also a time to just cry, and that's I, yep. I, I want to acknowledge that. But for, for those who are ready for the lesson, um, or maybe uh, I can get you ready for the lesson that you're going uh, to prepare you for the future, I don't know, depending on where you are, but uh, God knows what it's like to lose a child. Mm-hmm. And he knows that pain and um, can sympathize with our struggles. Um, infertility is something that God's people have dealt with from the very beginning, Abraham and Sarah. Yeah. Um, and, and, and multiple people yeah, throughout Rachel, Scripture. You know. Yep, and uh, Hannah. And so this is a v- very clearly, very clearly 
to me a way that God helps us um, to use the pain and the suffering of this life to lean on him and to look to him who knows what it's like to lose a child. Yeah. 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 Excellent. That's and, right. And, and, he, and he he has that pain in his heart at a degree that we can't fathom. Yes. Yeah. And has worked work that specific issue and that specific pain into those foundational stories of our faith because he wants he wants to use that in all of our li- anyone who's experiencing that it is from the lord an opportunity to learn to wait and to cling to him and to identify with his suffering and to look to the gospel yes exactly yeah exactly yeah um, and even as I say that, for someone who this is still a raw experience, that's completely empty. And I get that. I that's it's yeah, empty for you. me in this you. moment. But yeah, I, yeah. I know I know my theology well enough that I can say it. And that has at times been helpful. And knowing that has helped me get through it um, in ways that are helpful. So anyway, whatever. That's where, where am I pastorally? That's where I am. <laughs> no, that's good because like we don't know who's listening, and we yeah. don't know who's who's really raw and who is ready to 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 reflect and what and so we just we try to cover our bases but we're just a couple guys talking yeah so all right i'm so glad that we talked about this though it's good it's very important very important hey if you're out there listening and you feel like we do and you're not as conservative as the right and you're not as liberal for the left and you feel politically homeless uh, then we're here with you. And please uh, help us share the, the Hopper podcast. Go on social media and share it, email it, send it to your friends. We'd appreciate it. Well, we're back um, after our little musical break. That was heavy. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Let's, it was. let's say something silly now. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's try to bring some levity that, to that a remi- very heavy and... And painful topic for many people. Absolutely. Um, that reminds me of Homer Simpson banging on the TV saying, uh, be more funny. Stupid yeah. TV, be more funny. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the Hopper Podcast. We will depress you. No, uh, yeah. So uh, Things that matter and things that don't. That's right. That's, that's right. We, that's who and, we are. And that matters. That matters a lot. Yeah. Um, but I also like talking about things that don't. Yeah. Have you ever watched news bloopers? Oh, yeah. They're some of my favorites. Yeah, they're great. They're hilarious. So I've shown a lot of these to the kids. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they are hysteric. Now, I have to I have to admit, yeah. there is a piece of of us uh-huh. as people watching this uh-huh. that is, I don't want to say judgmental, yeah. but there is some little piece of superiority oh, yeah. that takes place totally. when some of these interviews are going awry and you're just cracking up at this yes, person yes, yes, yes. and you're thinking... These people are out there. Yes, they exist, yes. and the news is catching them. Yes, <laughs> on film. Uh huh. Yeah. So, um, we we do this in our family. We watch some news bloopers, and okay. some of them are, I mean, they're a riot. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh so, yeah. Have you seen the the old guy who um talks about strutting that ass, strutting that ass? No. <laughs> well, you should do a quick search uh, on YouTube for okay. strutting that ass. You want me to do that right now? Uh, sure. <laughs> so. This guy is, um, uh, he's talking about walking from one town to the next town and how long a journey it is. And the news guy's got a suit on and he is, he is, um, he's clearly upset that the guy has a car and then he has a suit and he thinks he's big stuff because he's got to walk and he said, Hey, 
you start walking to me to this town, you won't be strutting that ass. <laughs> and yeah, here it is. It's a chauvinistic pig attitude that you're going to do something because you work at the arsenal and you got a fucking Mercedes Benz and you ain't got to walk every day so you're going to get out and strut that ass, strut that ass, strut that ass, When you start walking, my friend, and you get 10, 15 miles on the highway, you won't be strutting that ass. You'll be half dead every time you <laughs> That guy's high on something. Yeah. He's got a potty mouth. He does, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just repeats the same thing over and over again. He's putting on a show. He is. This is a good show. Yeah. Yeah, so have you seen the um, the newscast about Home Depot? Uh, a guy sure. A guy goes into a Home Depot bathroom. Now, this is a lady who's reporting the news. The guy goes into the bathroom, and he says that he's got a bomb that he's about to blow it up. Okay. So the person who's in the bathroom runs out and calls the police because they think he has a literal bomb that he's going to blow up the Home <laughs> yes. Depot with. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen this. Yes. And so she's reporting this story and it can't stop laughing about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, he's not talking about a real bomb. Right. <laughs> he's about to blow it up, man. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the one with Pinky the Cat? No. Pinky the Cat. Let's, uh, let's watch that one. Okay, so this is uh, uh, on a news, a local news network of the local animal shelter, and so they, they, um, you know, every day on the noon news or something, they've got a, a local cat that a cat or dog that needs to be adopted. Okay, yeah. Cat, domestic short hair. He's available for adoption. He's pet of the week. Placer County Animal Shelter. He's a very loving cat. Pinky, Pinky. Pinky. <laughs> oh, Pinky. Settle down, Pinky. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Stuff it in a box. <laughs> Pinky. <laughs> I can't wait to adopt this cat. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm not going to grab him. Pinky went for gold. <laughs> That's one Pink of my favorites. Yeah, Pinky the cat. Well, what happened one. with Pinky the cat? He. <laughs> Hey, Pinky's a very loving cat. You can adopt. <laughs> Pinky goes ballistic. Let go, Pinky. Pinky comes up and and uh, bites down on the guy's crotch. <laughs> he gets all wrapped up, hissing and stuff. Oh man! Please adopt Pinky. And it went out live. It was a live broadcast. Wow. Have you seen people who clearly have too much time on their hands? Will they take one of these newscasts yes. and they'll make a song out of it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bed Intruder is Some is of them classic. are amazing. Some of them are great, but you yeah. know The Bed Intruder, of course. Is that the one where he, he could taste the guy He's coming up the stairs? He's climbing in your windows. He's oh. snatching your people up. <laughs> yeah. So y'all need to hide yeah. your kids, hide your wife, hide and your hide kids, your husband. Hide your wife, yeah. And hide your husband. Because they're raping everybody out here. Yeah. 
<laughs> that's a good one. That's the, that, that was the first yeah. one I think that they really did. How yeah. about the uh, the building is on fire? I don't know that one. It's one of my all-time favorites. <laughs> yeah, hey, man. what's your favorite videos out there? Um, send us a list of them because uh, we need we need some, some better stuff to, to watch. Not better. I mean, we got great stuff. But yeah. yeah. If there's something good, we need to know about it. Yeah. You didn't know about Pinky the Cat. I didn't. And I'm, I'm glad you do. So, uh, yeah, we need. What is your favorite uh, video out there that just makes you laugh every time? Send it to us at thehopperpodcast at gmail dot com. Thanks for listening to the Hopper Podcast. Let's keep the conversation going about things that matter and things that don't. Write us at thehopperpodcast at gmail.com or record a short voice memo on your phone and send it to thehopperpodcast at gmail.com. Join us next time where we'll discuss the magnetic personality of Harrison Ford. I can't get enough of it. I'm sure you know someone who needs to listen to that show. Be a pal. Share the Hopper goodness with them. Send them a link. And if they still don't listen, fling a booger on their windshield. Gross. And be sure to subscribe or follow. Special thanks this week go to our personnel, our personal makeup artist, Bud Tugley. <laughs> <laughs>